0: coming at you from the hey yo studios it's the fade route with d and z here are your hosts d and z
1: coming at you live from the ayo studio Hey, yo. It's the Fade Wrap with D and Z. I am D, and we've got a great show for you tonight. Yankees lose eight straight. Spain wins its first Women's World Cup. And someone is falling in love in Green Bay. But we'll begin today's show with Chapter 5 of the Jonathan Taylor Colts
0: love story. Oh, my God. Colts
1: have granted Taylor permission to seek out a trade. He's working the phones. So, Z, I ask you, who should JT call and what is his value at this point in his career?
0: Well, you have a guy. Now, there's a guy. Now,
1: there's here's this, a guy.
0: Here's a guy who <laughs> ah, only played 11 games last year, ran for 861 yards, four touchdowns on the year. But Whoa, it, four? Four? A whole four. A whole four. Coming off of that of back-to-back seasons of double-digit touchdowns. Right? Now, you had a you have back-to-back seasons of over a thousand yards. Now, you you can also you can chalk this up to the fact that he missed significant time, but at the same time, things are not going well in Indianapolis and it looks like they're trying to move on, mutually. Now, <clears throat> who does this benefit? Now, running back is a devalued position, as we know. Right, We've been talking about it all summer, between Saquon holding out for an extra two million bucks to, to chapters one through four of Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> It's, it's going to be hard, right? They're, they're marketing Taylor as a first-round, uh, second-best rusher in the league type of person, and they want a first-round return. They want a first-round pick return. With the devaluing of the running back position, that's not happening. That's just not happening with the collusion around the league. The best, the best you can do if you're valuing a second-round pick like, who's going to do that? Who is going to be able to do that? If you're not looking for something in the immediate future, the Rams immediately come to mind. If you're looking at the 2087 first-round pick, <laughs> sure, sure, fuck them picks. Like he's not right. going to be around. The, the owner's probably not going to be around. McVeigh's not going to be around. Nobody's going to be around to see that pick come to life. Right. So, go ahead. Via conios The other one... You know, the Eagles are always looking to add. Right? Mm. The, the Eagles have an embarrassment of riches at every position. So, why not running back, too? Even though they have DeAndre Swift. And Gainwell is good. Boston Scott is good. Like, why not add a guy? They just
1: got Swift, right?
0: Right. Well, why not add an, yet another guy? Like mm. the the first team that he was linked to is the Chiefs. They got Pacheco. They have edwards hilaire Like, why do they need one more running back? Like, why? Are, why is this happening? You know. So, like, if you're going, you're going to add as an impulse buy. You're going to add as a luxury. And I think that those are the teams that are probably willing to spend the draft capital to get Jonathan Taylor. Now, mm. the other, another interesting parallel is that former Bear Tariq Cohen, according to Adam Schefter, he has resumed football-related activities, and he's trying to make a comeback. Mm. Why would I trade a second-round pick when I can roll the dice on Tariq Cohen, who is very good? When mm-hmm. he was in Chicago, the injury mm-hmm. history is there. But Jonathan Taylor was injured last year, mm-hmm. and he's currently injured. <laughs>
1: so, so if you're yeah, so if you're if you're JT, who are you calling?
0: If I'm JT, I'm, I'm calling the Eagles. I'm calling the Eagles. I'm calling Eagles. the I'm calling, Eagles. I'm calling the Eagles. I'm calling the Chiefs. I'm calling the two mm-hmm. teams that I think I have the best chance to get to a Super Bowl win. All right, D, not, it me- might not even be about playing time at this point.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I would think for him, it's about playing, but also getting a new contract, right? Like you're not you're not going to go there and play on a one-year deal and not get a new contract, right? You you want to make sure that this is going to be worth your wild, right? You
0: would think so, but, but
1: I'm saying head, if you were him, if you were if him,
0: I, if I him, if I'm him, I'm no, I know I'm fucked, know I'm <laughs> fucked because of, because of the position I play, I know I'm screwed. Like, Saquon's going to get low ball. I'm going to get low ball. Saquon Saquon low balled himself. I'm going to get low balled. Like, it's the nature of the position at this point. Yeah, I
1: mean, notable players who were given permission to seek out a trade and failed Kareem Hunt, Mm -hmm. Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler, Darius Slay, Andre Johnson, Jimmy G. Mm. So they're not looking promising. For uh, Mr. Taylor, there, um, you know, we've seen his numbers dip. You know, last year or two years ago, it was five point five yards per carry to four point five yards per carry, hundred and six yards per game to seventy eight yards per game, eighteen touchdowns to four touchdowns. Like, you know, you're you're not making a good case for yourself. As far as teams that should get on the phone, I don't know, man. It's tough because we're at the end of training camp. Like, how am I going to bring you in now to work out with the team, to learn to play? I know you're a running back, but still, I mean, we got part of training camp is also forming bonds with your players and building team, you know, building a team concept. Now you're just going to come in here and run someone's shit who's been in here since OTAs? You yeah, know tough. tough, um, but having said that, I do think it's uh, the first team I thought that should give him a call or give the Colts a call is the Dolphins, just because they don't they don't. That's the one thing I think they're missing right now is a is a real running like a real running back, like you know, a real guy can give you know give you four yards per carry. Um, and then you know the second team I thought of, I know they just got rid of a guy. But uh, the Vikings, because, you know, you you have such a loaded roster and so much talent, and you're going to try to go into the season with Matt Madison? I don't, I don't know if that's going to – I don't know. He's no Dalvin Cook. you know. No. But then again, they let go of Dalvin Cook because they didn't want to pay him, so I can't see them bringing in this guy and paying him. Now, on the flip side, if I'm John – if I'm Jonathan <laughs> – yeah, I'm going to call the Dolphins. I'm probably going to call the Cardinals because if I go to the Cardinals, I'm going to play. I'm going to get to showcase. I'm going to get to fucking play, and that's what that's going to be about. Yeah, I'm going you're to play going to get
0: playing with Colt McCoy as your quarterback. Yeah, but I'm going to get up on you, man.
1: But I got to play. I can't. I can't pull a Le'Veon Bell here. Like I need to play. If I go there, I'm going to get to play. Um. I'm calling the Rams, like you said, they're stupid. <laughs> they're stupid. I'm calling the stupid team. Like, hey, you could sign me. I'll come in for. I'll be here for the next five years. You know. And I'm calling the a- Bucks. I'm calling the Bucks. Bucks. Got, Bucks have talent. They let go of Fournette. This is another team they want to play a run. Pay a running back. You could use a veteran running back to pick up the blocks for Baker Mayfield and Trask if Trask winds up playing. I know I know the scheme. I could run the ball. It's a shit division, in my opinion. Like, anybody could really win that division. We're really, going to order it up later. Anybody could win that division. Could anybody, I, could, I could go there, and I could rock it out. Like, that's um, – I, I think he's past the point of being able to go back to the Colts, though.
0: Yeah, no, they, they, they reached – That ship is no sailed. Return. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's definitely beyond the point of no return. But and That's a shame,
1: too. It really is, because it didn't, it didn't have to be this way. You no, know, yeah. it didn't have to be this way.
0: A couple of interesting teams. Well, here are some outside the box. They're not... I mean, one is a purple contender for the division. The other one is just, you know, trying to fight their way out of last place. Two options. Let's see which one you prefer. The New Orleans Saints specifically with because Alvin Kamara is suspended mm. and then the Denver Broncos mm. because you have Javante Williams mm. who is coming back from an injury himself and then you have P. Ryan Beatty, and Tony Jones Jr.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not much there. Mm-hmm. So do either one of those situations entice you if you're Jonathan Taylor?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'd be interested in the Broncos as weird as that sounds because Sean Payton you know, that would, that would probably stick out to me from him. Um, and I think it's possible that both teams could look to that as an option. But then you're shitting on the guy that's coming back. Like, you know, Williams should be ready to rock in a couple weeks. So now he's got to take a back seat. I think, you know, P. Ryan's going to take the the, the the bulk of the carries in the beginning, but is yes, that's
0: football right mm. it's, it's next man up it's always next man up yeah.
1: avoid messy accidents get better stopping power with your brake pads callahan brake pads you never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family callahan auto we really care about what's under your hood
0: Speaking of next man up, they don't, they say, wise man once said, don't fall in love during an internship and you really shouldn't fall in love during preseason. The Diet Coke of football. But the Packers seem to be falling in love here, you know, with Jordan Love. This game, he was 5 of 8 for 84 yards and a tutty. And he has some gorgeous throws. gorgeous Good. Should the Packers be this excited About love And should they be excited about the regular season
1: I think the Packers should be excited I think the fans should be excited See you don't like the preseason I love preseason I love it I, I live for it I love all the storylines I love to see where people are at Like you know I, I, I was able to see Rodgers With to me a stud during preseason When he, when he was succeeding Favre like, You get to see these things This is what I saw Okay, this is what I saw. I saw a guy that was not flustered. I saw a guy that didn't turn over the football. I saw a guy that was in complete control of the offense. I saw a guy that was throwing darts, putting it where you wanted to put it, and he was throwing with some gas behind it. Ah, Z, I'm starting to feel like the Packers' front office might know what they're doing here. They might have gotten this right. I mean, they and they had to do it. And that's what I don't understand. Like, everybody's ripping the GM and how could you send, how could you trade away Rodgers? And but what did you want him to do? He, eventually, you have to move on. You have to, we have to see what Jordan Love is. And, you know, he sat for what, two years, three years? It is time. It is time. We're going to find out early. I think they play Chicago week one. Yes, indeed. That's, yeah, we're going to find out. But he's listen. He he's playing with younger guys, and while Rogers was frustrated with these younger guys, he's having fun with these younger guys. And it's so odd to me that Rogers was so frustrated with the Packers' younger guys, but he seems to be getting along greatly with the Jets' younger guys. Don't understand that at all.
0: That is interesting. That's a, That's an interesting little. An observation there but,
1: but if he comes in here z if he comes in if he comes in here and lights it up mm-hmm. like let's say the first let's say they go three and two right mm-hmm. the first five games you're you're not going to tell me you're you're a packers fan you're not elated you're not the gm and you're like all right this fucking worked like you're not if they start out three and two which they could do you're not going to be like holy shit, they they made the right move here
0: if they're anywhere near contention anywhere near anywhere close to 500 i think they are going to puff their chests out and they're gonna think that they got a, a good handle on things but the problem i have with the preseason is that it's a lot of cool gold you're playing against vanilla defenses who are showing you nothing because They don't have to show you anything. It's a warm-up. It's a practice. It's Diet Coke. It doesn't matter. You're just trying to get game reps in. Well, Coke Zero doesn't matter. Yeah, Coke Coke Zero.
1: Diet Coke, Coke, I think, matters. Diet Coke.
0: Allegedly, Diet Coke is the most popular (laughs) drink in America. So it's disgusting.
1: Allegedly.
0: (laughs) Allegedly. That's disgusting. That's that's disgusting. (laughs) It can strip the rust off a penny. That's all you need to know. But you're getting vanilla defenses, you're not running your entire complement of offense. Half the guys don't even play. Half the starters don't even play. And if they do, they play a couple series. The quarterbacks are, are not doing much. So what are you left with? A bunch of special teams guys, and guys who are gonna try and stand out as much as possible. And oh, Taking a quarterback to the house, or God forbid, taking out your starting quarterback if you're on defense, like that's something that's you know bound to happen. But the regular guys aren't there when the lights are on bright. That's when we're going to see what's up. Jordan Love, week one, uh, at Soldier Field against the Chicago Bears. Yeah, they're not. It's not Brian Urlacher. It's not Lance Briggs. But you're going to be seeing what the Bears have to offer. And regardless of what you may think about Justin Fields, their defense is still pretty damn good. So, Jordan Love is going to be in for a rude awakening. Now, you you need to temper your enthusiasm because you knew what you had in Aaron Rodgers. You don't know what you have in Jordan Love. And, you know, you're also uncertain because you're one injury away. Right? This is the third preseason game coming up. You're one injury away from Jordan Love not starting. But you're looking at a guy, right? Again, there's a guy, four games. We're talking about four goddamn games. He's played <laughs> four games in his career. You know, come on. But like he's used four games last season, 10 for his career, three touchdowns, three interceptions, 606 yards. Sixty percent sixty percent completion. Okay, that's okay. That's decent. But,
1: but he's guess... not out there. He's not out there. Trey Lance in it. No, he's not out there. Zach Wilson in it. Like he, he looked like
0: he looked like a professional quarterback. Like he looked like he knew what the fuck he was doing. But there's a reason why they say don't fall in love, because mm-hmm. once you once the lights are on bright and guys start char- once they start trying. Like that's when shit's going to hit the fan the fortunate thing for him the fortunate thing love is that he's got a.j dillon right and, and he's got, got S- jones mm-hmm. yeah so that'll take the pressure off that'll christian absolutely- watson's
1: a good receiver i think he's a good
0: second year guy he's gonna be all right man. Dobbs will be okay like they have yeah. some guys they got some players yeah they got some players but they're all going to see go they, 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 open up, they
1: open up pretty rough they, they open up against the bears then they got the falcons tough game saints tough game lions tough game if they, they got... get
0: to their bye their weeks their bye is week 6 if what is an acceptable record if you're a packers fan what, what's an acceptable 3 and acceptable? 2 3 and three 2 3 and 2
1: i want I, if i'm a fan i if i you're 3 and 2 i'm feeling good you're 1 and 4 i'm like fuck like even 2 and 3 i'm like jeez Unless the two wins are against division points. But, I mean, look, you're... And before you, you know, before you go on your bye, I see one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, before you go on your bye, you're playing um, the Raiders. The Raiders.
0: Who probably will be tougher than we think they are, right? You know, the Patriots, the the, uh, Las Vegas Patriots, I think they'll be (laughs) ready to go. So, I don't know. I think two and three, I think that's fine. Like, you're still kind of dreaming. But if you're one and four or God forbid, zero and five. Oh,
1: and five is, I think LaFleur is gone, right?
0: Yeah, you you have to be. Because you're looking at the Bears, they're expecting, their their expectations are high. The Falcons, their expectations are high. The Saints, their expectations are high because that division is terrible. The Lions, they're expected to be the division champs. And then you have the Raiders. I yeah, mean, it's that they're they could be a wild card team in the playoffs. That's you're that right though. Everyone's a lot
1: of people are saying that the Lions are going to be the division champs, but I think the division's tough, man. Like Chicago's good. The Vikings. I mean, they lost their running back, but for the most part, their offense is coming back. You know, um, I just we'll see what happens. But sticking to preseason.
0: The Washington
1: Commanders ended the 24-game preseason winning streak of the Baltimore Ravens yesterday by winning 28-29. Yeah, someone actually keeps track of records during the preseason. This is the longest preseason winning streak in in the history of the National Football League, and it's been snapped. Big deal, little deal, no deal.
0: I'm sorry, was there a championship? Did they put up a trophy for this? Like or is this the Undertaker or WrestleMania? Like what what's going the on? Undertaker. And that got conquered by one Brock Lesnar. So oh, yes. We're so the, go. And, well, you know, we can talk about that another day and whether or not that should have been done. But honestly, who cares? Again, it's you're not you weren't chasing the dolphins. The undefeated dolphins you weren't even chasing the undefeated patriots these are you had a 20 a 24 game winning streak in games that don't matter <laughs> congratulations I, I don't know how much now uh, differently to say this like it doesn't matter like I, i'm glad that they played well i'm glad that sam howell is establishing himself I'm ah, another
1: guy that looked very good.
0: Yeah, like Jacoby Brissett, like there's good. He's probably going to be the backup. Although you do have the immortal Jake Fromm there. You, there's hey, Antonio Gibson
1: looked good too. Not to just switch things over to the Redskins. Damn. Yeah, I
0: mean it's you you've got some options. You know? Sam Howell,
1: nineteen for twenty five, one hundred eighty yards and two touchdowns. I t- Thank you very much. I'll take that. I'll take that. No, Jahad, definitely- Jahan Johnson, five receptions, seventy six yards. Oh
0: yeah, I'll take that. But now look at the flip side. And, and who was starting <laughs> for the Baltimore Ravens again? Josh Johnson, baby. Who couldn't finish the AFC the NFC title game last year. Well, so, this game. maybe 10 or 12, 145, two touchdowns and a pick, yeah. But <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. Lamar Jackson's not out there. Who gives a shit? Like, we've established already that without Lamar Jackson, this team is dead in the water. Like if they put if they put this team out there in a regular season game, its isn't gonna be 29-28. They're gonna lose, and they're gonna lose bad. So you know Anthony Brown was your backup. He also was the leading rusher. Right? You, you know your boy Melvin Gordon only had eight carries for 34 yards. My man. Like, you're a man, pots and pans. Right? Zay Flowers, two for 37 and a touchdown. You know, they didn't, the best and the brightest weren't there for the Ravens. So, you know, they don't hand out trophies in the preseason. So don't go back like you won the Freddie Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Like, I, this, this bothers me. We, you know, my fiancé and I, we went to see the Premier League over the summer. They came to the States. And Chelsea won the Premier League Summer Tournament. Okay, that's fantastic. They don't sniff the Premier League. Like, the regular season's now. They ain't sniffing it. They just, they're not sniffing it. They're, they're sniffing last. U-gots is what they're sniffing. <laughs> they're sniffing U-gots. So, when the lights are on, when they start keeping score for real, let me know. I'm not about this. I know you like this. I know this is your, your thing. This is absolutely no deal for me. Oh, I, get, I love it. I, I can't get up for it. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I love it. I can't get up for much more these days, but I can get up for it. <laughs> uh, I, think it's, I think it's a big deal, actually. Like, it makes me a little As a Ravens fan, it makes me a little nervous about the Ravens because, you know, to win 24 straight preseason games, you are trying that didn't happen by accident there's no way that you're gonna win that many games over that many years and it was just because of fluke or lucky you know what i mean um they've been really trying this record meant something to the ravens and i think it meant a lot to the ravens fans i mean i think if you couldn't Get a ticket to a regular season game, you get tickets to the preseason game, because maybe everybody sells those. You get to go to the game and you get to go to see your team and they win. I mean, that's you know, that's a big deal for some people. Um like I said earlier, Zay Flowers played well, but on the commander side, man, Howell looks good. The only thing I would say is, you know, looking through these stats right now, it's a little deceiving because. Yes, the Commanders won. They won by one point. Yes, they ran 81 plays. The Ravens only ran 50. They had time. They had the ball 11 more minutes, and they only got one more point in them at the end of regulation. So it just goes to show you, you know, they uh, it's you know they they won, but uh, did they really win? Eh. Um, but yeah, I think it's a big deal. Um, anytime you, you're able to string this many wins together in a row, it's something it's, it's special. It means something to the players, especially guys who may not ever play a professional game, like who may never play football again. I, th- I think it means a lot.
0: From that standpoint, yes. But you're, if you're looking at this from a competitive standpoint, if you're, if you're looking at this from a championship-level standpoint, because the Ravens... They feel like they have a a championship caliber team, right? You bring in Odell Beckham, you have your. Oh, yeah. You bring in Odell Beckham. I like how you started with that, dude. (laughs) Well, you actually, for the first time in Lamar Jackson's life, he has a wide receiver. Like, actually, he's got two of them because Zay Flowers is going to be really good. Now, it's about time that they did right by him. They could add Julio Jones. Could it have been different if Julio Jones went there instead of Tennessee? Don't know. We don't have the the luxury of a time machine.
1: Who you mean hop? Oh, you're talking about like last year.
0: I'm talking I'm talking about history of high-level wide receivers that the Ravens have passed on. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right?
0: They could have traded for Michael Thomas, they haven't. They could have got DeAndre Hopkins, they did. They finally landed Odell Beckham, who has a rebuilt leg. They drafted DuVernay, he's okay. Right? They drafted Bacon, he's okay. Like he finally, they finally have offensive weapons beyond Mark Andrew for Mark Andrews for Lamar Jackson to use. What did I learn from this? What did I learn from this? Nothing. I learned nothing. I learned that Zay Flowers can catch two passes from Josh Johnson. That's great. If Josh Johnson is playing, or if Anthony Brown is playing, something has gone horribly wrong. (laughs) Right? No, you're right. That's a problem. I mean, from from the competitive standpoint, that's where things are intriguing. That's where you kind of have me. Okay, how are you filling out the rest of your roster? But for the guy who's just kind of living out his... Lifelong dream of playing meaningless games in the NFL before, like going back to being a, an insurance salesman, or going to the USFL, or going to the <laughs> XFL. You know, like, that, you know, that's what Hard Knocks is for. Like, that's if I want that drama, I'll watch Hard Knocks, and I haven't watched one episode of Hard Knocks. Like, I want—I go to football to see football. I watch football to watch football. Right, and that's what I'm interested in. Like, I, I don't—I'm about the state. I don't care about the system. Like that's just that's just me, as a person. Like I care about I care about are we playing well? Are we winning? And as a Raven fan, I know you think the same way, and I know you have high expectations for your team. So, like this, until again, until your stars are out there, until Lamar Jackson's out there, like this is fine. But like to me, I'm looking at the at the stat line. I'm like, okay, cool. Josh Johnson just won the backup job that's that's what I'm, I'm looking at this that's what I see that's just me there's no championship it's not there's not there's there's nothing there step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout lifestyle apparel embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodie snapback graphic tees accessories and more season three merch is up now get it while you can go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women that's fckclout.com unlike the women's world cup where Mm -hmm. there are actual there's actual stakes right Mm -hmm. the best team in the world was decided the best team in women's soccer was decided on Sunday and it is a Fania edging England 1-0 to take home the women's world cup so what is your reaction to this happy for Spain, sad for England are you looking forward to the next world cup already buying season tickets to the NWSL what say you where are you in the spectrum of emotions
1: yeah, you know, I actually watched the game. I watched the whole game. Um, you know, I felt, I actually did feel bad for England because I felt like they were really, they, there was a lot of effort there. Um, unfortunately, they were on the other side of, of history. Um, you know, brilliant goal by, the, by Spain that put them ahead and put them ahead for good despite all the runs England was making and, and just, you know, in, in England seemed bigger, they seemed stronger, but, you know, that that didn't matter in this situation. Um, unfortunately, the, the, the women's victory is kind of being overshadowed by this guy, uh, Rubiales, who kissed the star forward on the lips, kind of grabbed her face and kissed her on the lips after the victory. She, wasn't even, she was not happy about it at all. And she, made everybody, she made sure she told everybody she wasn't happy about it. Committed it sexual think,
0: assault on national yeah, television. Yeah, it
1: just stinks that this is what we got to talk about. Like We should be talking about how brilliant they were during this whole tournament, how they executed stupendously against England. But instead, you're right. We're talking about a, 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 a sexual assault that happened on national television and there's nothing anybody could do about it. They're calling for this guy to resign. He's not resigning, and he's trying to say it was all built in emotion. Dude, man, <laughs> you kissed a guy in the lips. There would oh, it would have went over that smoothly, dude.
0: No, like none of this. It's completely unseemly. He should he should go. Like yeah. that's, you you forcibly kissed a woman against her will on national television. Yeah. In was, front of the world. Yeah. Global television made her
1: uncomfortable and she even said it like she didn't like it you know she didn't I don't care how great this this moment was you can't do that dude you, just, no. you, can't, you can't do it you can't have it
0: no you can't have it at all absolutely not but you know let's let's stick let, let's stick to the facts of the matter in terms of the of the play right like, England was playing very well like both yeah. both teams knocking on the door both teams yeah. were very crisp and a little bit, I mean England seemed to be a little bit faster with their passing. Spain was more precise with their passing. They yes. with 57% of possession, you know, a few runs were mistimed. England's called for four offsides. So Mary Earps outside of that one shot that that Olga Carmona made, and before we keep going on this my condolences, our condolences to Olga Carmona, losing yeah. her father and Easy. finding out after the game, after the match. So, you know, our condolences go out to you. Um, but she just ripped one past Mary Earps. Like, that could happen to anybody. Like, we see it all the time. But Mary Earps had an amazing game. Like, Mary, she she held more than held her own. And you got beat by a great shot. You got beat by, you know, something that probably could have stopped, mm. but more mm. than likely no. No, it's a tough. It's a tough. Yeah, no, it's a tough one. But it's Spain dominated in corner kicks. Yeah. So and- that was the
1: thing. Is like you know, and and you could tell England was definitely the aggressor. They were aggressive. Man. They yeah. were really put. They were really aggressive with. Spain,
0: but they almost did double the foul. It was so, it was finesse, finesse one in the end, you know. At the end, yeah, at the end, finesse did win. But you have to wonder, I mean, tactically, you don't start Lauren James, who is your best offensive player. I mean, just is, is there a question of subbing her on too late? What well, you know was it too little, too late? Because England was trying to press at the end. Spain was in a defensive shell, and it was completely impenetrable. You know, it was a, it was a masterful performance of getting out ahead and closing out a lead. But it was overshadowed by what happened at the end with Ruby Alice. Yeah. Now for me, I'm very happy for Spain, right? Cause this is, the, this is the first time since the inaugural women's world cup that you were guaranteed a new champion. That that's something, right? That that's, Something to be said, Spain is a global football power, It's a global soccer power. So to have that validates women's soccer in Spain and validates women's women's World Cup soccer globally beyond, you know, your Americas and your Germany's and your England's. You, you have a seat at the table you definitely have a seat at the table where you already had it in men's soccer and now you have an equal footing because the women have won something. I'm encouraged for England too. They did not play poorly, right? This was the finals that we, this is the finals that we deserved as viewers. Absolutely. And for me, like I'm as a fan, like as an outsider, like I follow men's soccer. I don't really follow women's soccer i'll start following women's soccer now it was a different game women's
1: soccer is women's soccer it's a great sport like it's just a it's it's a it's a great women's sport like they're very competitive and it's i feel like sometimes their games are better than the men's games honestly i really do i feel like it's just one of those sports
0: where it,
1: it just it's just better it's just better on the women's side
0: There wasn't like there's a lot of emphasis on finesse in the men's soccer but it wasn't it was more direct in the women's soccer but what they did they did very crisply they did quickly it was you know we you know Bret Hart the excellence of execution they excellently executed all of what they were trying to do like they did it and they did it well.
1: Hockey's another good women's sport and so is lacrosse.
0: Yeah well it's all based on the excellence of execution. So it, it's important to note that, you know, there's a grace and there's a precision to women's sports that, you know, isn't always there with the men. But the the men, men's, do, men's sports, a lot of flashy stuff, a lot of fancy sauce. You know, you don't always, again, the sizzle and the steak. There's not a lot of steak there sometimes. Sometimes there's just a lot of sizzle.
1: You can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Pop Stars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Pop Stars takes balloons shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top-notch. Westchester Pop Stars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester pop stars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google.
0: And speaking of Sizzle, (laughs) more like Fizzle, the New York Yankees were swept over the weekend by the third place Boston Red Sox, they're now one and nine in their last ten, currently on an eight game cooler. The Bronx Duds are now four games under 500, <laughs> heading into the last week in August. Brian Cashman finally called up some young reinforcements. Right? You have oh, Everson by the way, Pereira, they lost
1: today, so that's nine straight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Oof. Golly. laughs> to
1: the Nationals
0: <laughs> to Josiah Gray, Nourishell High School zone, Nourishell zone, Josiah Gray, congratulations. I guess, but Everson Pereira, the Yankees' number three prospect, is. Oswaldo Cabrera is here. Oswaldo Peraza is here. Carlos Rodon is back and then did that. So are the kids hopping aboard a sinking ship? Or can they empty out enough water to keep these Yankees afloat to the playoffs?
1: Yeah, this ship is underwater. This ship is like, this ship is in its... It cannot be saved. You're fucking losing 2-1 to the Nationals? <laughs> the Nationals. Like, uh, no. This These guys should have been brought up a month ago when the team was over 500. They're now five games under 500. And I'm telling you, they are going to finish the season in last place and under 500. And I got to see how not fire Brian Cashman over this shit. Because if he doesn't, New York's gonna lose their mind. They're gonna lose their fucking mind.
0: If we, if we're to believe what we're told, his job is safe. Yeah, that's what he said. Like that's that's you know what are we supposed to uh, what are we supposed to say here? But it's atrocious. <laughs> how, how many teams are there in Major League Baseball? Remind me. 30. 32. The thirty. The Yankees are 29th in batting average. (laughs) 29th. There are 30 teams in Major League Baseball. The Yankees are 24th in runs scored. There are 30 teams in Major League Baseball. The Yankees are 26th in on-base percentage. There are 30 teams in baseball. The Yankees are 22nd in slugging percentage. These are the Yankees. Lindsey Adler of the Wall Street Journal had an interesting article today, you know, saying that this goes back to the baby bombers. So 2016, 2017, when you had Aaron Judge, Tyler Austin, you had Gary Sanchez, you brought up Glaber. <laughs> Gary right? Sanchez, there was hope. There was optimism. Like there was there were good feelings. You know, they they outkicked their coverage. Because they weren't supposed to be there, and they got to Game Seven against the Houston Astros, and you know Miguel Andujar was there, Clint Frazier was there, like, all of these guys were there, and you had plenty of optimism, you had plenty of, you had plenty of reason to be happy if you were a New York Yankee fan because you were trending in the right direction. So that was the premise of her argument. And to a degree, she's correct, right? Lindsey Adler is 100% correct. You had a guy who finished second in the year, second in rookie of the year to Otani and and Andrew Hart. You had a former top prospect in Frazier. You had a guy who won the rookie of the year in Aaron Judge. Gary Sanchez is who he is, but there was enough promise there. There was enough power there where you look past the fact that he sucked as a catcher. And, you know, San Diego's figuring that one out. And he's DHing. But they got caught. Right? They had this youth movement. And then they start... They traded for Stanton. They signed DJ D'Amakey. They traded for Rizzo and then extended Rizzo. They signed Derek Cole. They signed Carlos Rodon. There's an identity crisis. Who are the Yankees? Are they a team that drafts and develops? Or are they a team that spends historically they've been a team that spends yep they're historically have been a team that identifies another team's best prospect and steals them for a song that that is what the new york yankees have done historically now they've become under brian cashman and hal steinbrenner and fishman and this analytics core They've become a team that hugs their prospects, signs quadruple-A players, and fills out a roster with mediocre talent. And to a degree, Adler's article also states that part of this identity crisis stems from the fact that Hal's trying to keep the fans happy, which is why he made some of the moves that they made. You know, like trading for Josh Donaldson. <laughs> that was, yeah. yeah, right? That's really making Yankee fans happy. Right? I understand, you know, the whole, remember the uh, the uh, old ad campaign of chicks dig the long ball, right? When Mark McGuire was hitting home runs and then Glavin and Maddox were watching. Well, apparently, he still thinks that way, right? Because you bring in your Stantons. You bring in Rizzo and extend Rizzo. Rizzo, for all the contact he makes, he's a power hitter. He has 295 career home runs. Like, there's a as balanced as he is, Rizzo's a power hitter. So, you're not playing to your strengths. You have a short porch in right field. You have one lefty. And now he's out because he got kicked in the head. He got. He got. And it kinsh- took him what,
1: like two months to diagnose that shit.
0: Yeah, he got concussion in the head. Yeah, you know, that, that's what happened. So, yeah, and now your your lefties, the lefties, that are supposed to scare opponents. Are Jake Bowers and Billy McKinney? Those are the guys who are supposed to use in the short porch and right. <laughs> okay, sure. So, this team needs to be overhauled majorly. Oh, another guy who was supposed to be a part of the uh, the youth movement that I neglected to mention, Luis Severino. That guy. God awful. <laughs> God awful. God awful. All right, you got something with Oswald Peraza. Maybe, right? He's in the top five in prospects. You got something maybe with this kid Pereira. He's number three overall. Cabrera, you've seen flashes. Volpe, you've seen flashes. There, there's an opportunity here to get the fans on board to kind of build up some goodwill because this season has been all about ill will between Yankee fans and Yankee ownership, right? We've been going to baseball games 40 years of our life. Not since the Stump Merrill days. And Butts is right. Danny was right about that. We haven't seen this kind of negativity in the Bronx since 1990, 1991. Like, we've been ridiculously spoiled. And we don't, you know, we are not as myopic as the newer vintage of Yankee fan who haven't won anything since 2009. Oh my God, the sky is falling. (laughs) Like we grew up when the Yankees weren't winning shit and then they started winning again. There was a transition there. That's history. That's baseball. You're not going to win all the time. But you can build winning teams. How do you build winning teams? Clutch hitting, whether it's power or contact, you got to hit in the clutch. You can't strike out all the time. You got to have quality pitching. You got to have superb defense. And you can't run with your head up your ass. You (laughs) You have to run... You have to have some semblance of what's going on in the base path. This group, it's done. It's over. It's fool's gold if they if they continue on and make some semblance of a run. Right? We're going to talk about the Angels later. They have they're on a similar track, but I think these kids. They're not in over their head, but they're going to get their opportunity. And they're going to, or at least they should, figure out if they can sink or swim. Because right now, the Yankees are floundering. They're absolutely floundering. And this is the time to do this. This is the time to make these decisions. Because you're in a unique position that you're not normally in. Normally, you're just trying to scratch and claw for the playoffs or you're setting yourself up. Do the right thing. Cut bait where you can. Call up your prospects and see what you have. If not for Aaron Boone, for the next manager. And if not for Brian Cashman, the next GM. You need to know what you have. And there's only one way to find out what you have. Call up the kids and let them play. Let them play. Let them play. Let them play. play. Bullshit or no shit? We're going to debate this week's most controversial sports topics right now. All right, boys and girls, we have a statement, and it's either bullshit or no shit. Here we go. Bullshit or no shit. Number one, Notre Dame and Navy... In Dublin,
1: Ireland. <laughs> oh bullshit. I'm not interested in this. <laughs> like who's interested in this shit? Like the only people going to this game are people that are coming from here and going to that game. And they've done this a bunch of times, right? Didn't it? They got canceled during COVID, but they've done this a bunch of times, right? They've played they've played they well, definitely played each other, but they were trying to meet in Ireland for I think like the third time. I just get off of it. Like I, I don't I don't get this at all.
0: I'm going bullshit as well. Like I'm not one I mean it is week zero in college football, so this is the, the weekend of all the crazy shit. Like I think we're all in agreement that, you know, this is when the most out there stuff happens. So, if this is what you want to do, go ahead, do it at the beginning of the year. I like that. like you're not you're you're not going into the school year and saying, "Oh, I got a trig midterm, but fuck, I gotta to go to Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> Professor, can I have an extension? Professor can I take it online? Like that just that's a major league issue. I mean, it's only the second or third week of classes, so, like, that's, that's a plus. If you're going to do something like this, do it at the beginning of the year. So, that's the one thing, that's the one positive that you're getting from me. As a well, teacher, do, you're well, doing I mean, it at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, listen, Notre Dame football hasn't
1: meant anything in years. You know, it's just like...
0: That one time they got to the national title game with Brian Kelly.
1: Right.
0: Got their ass kicked. So, yeah, it's been 11 years since Notre Dame played in Ireland. So I guess there is some significant there, significance there. You have the Fighting Irish going to Ireland, taking on a service academy. Like, I suppose there's something there. I mean, can you get more America than that? University of Football in America going up against one of America's service academies. Like, I mean, from that standpoint, I guess there's something there. Navy's not, Navy's not great either. Like, Notre Dame's mediocre, but Navy's nothing special. Like they've they've cracked the top twenty five a couple times, but it's not like you're sending Alabama Clemson. You know, like it's the equivalent of the London game. Right? Who gets sent to the London game? The worst of the worst. <laughs> right? The Jaguars. Now the Jaguars are good, like it's a different story. But it's a way to get international eyes on an American product and it's not even an American professional product. It's a collegiate product. So, you know, people are going to watch it. Like you said, the people who are going to go to the game are going to go to the game. Like, that, Notre Dame fans, you are going to watch that. Notre Dame fans are going to go to it. I don't really see it growing the game because, like, you know, I don't think the Irish people really care that it's the Notre Dame fighting Irish. (laughs) Hey, it says Irish in the name. That's me. Their their logo's a leprechaun. You don't think people get pissed off about that. So it's it's bullshit. It's more for Americans than anything else. And frankly, it's week one. So you don't expect a great game. I expect Notre Dame to beat the shit out of Navy. That's what I expect. Now, would it be nice if there was an upset? Sure. But I'm I'm thinking this is gonna be a, a really bad showing by the midship. Bullshit or no shit? Number two, Dwight Howard had a better career than Anthony Davis.
1: Hmm. You know it's closer than you think. Like when when we <laughs> first talked when we first talked about this, I was like, oh man, it's totally bullshit. But you know what? Like I do. I do think Dwight. This all came. Well, first of all, this all came up because Stan Van Gundy actually came out and said that the idea that Anthony Davis is part of the 75th anniversary team and Dwight Howard isn't is a joke. And he actually went to bat for Dwight, which is interesting because like, they didn't get along while he was in Orlando. I'm gonna say that Dwight Howard is the. I think Dwight Howard is the better player if you look at his stats. So I'm gonna say. No shit. Dwight Howard definitely had a better career than Andy Davis. They both have a championship. But the thing that gets me is Howard was All-NBA eight times. Um, Defensive Player of the Year three times. NBA champion. You know, he doesn't have the points, though. That's the only problem. He doesn't have the points. But he also plays. Like, I don't remember Dwight really getting hurt a lot. So uh, Even with that back problem. Even with yeah. that back problem, yeah, he played. played through it. People don't remember the first ten years of his career, like the first eight years of his career when he was with Orlando. He was a beast. He was an absolute beast. He was stopping Dwight
0: Howard. He was a monster. Dwight Howard and Jameer Nelson got that team to the, Nash, to the uh, NBA finals. Right. Like that's all you need to know about Dwight Howard. He was a force of nature.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Big dude. He's amazing, and now he's what languishing in China by his choice, though. well, how many? But how many offers are really coming in? So, uh, I, at this point in time, how many offers are legitimately coming in? Like, yeah, I, I don't I know. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna go. I'm begrudgingly gonna go bullshit on this. What? Only because Anthony Davis has played half the amount of games that Dwight Howard has. Anthony Davis is still an active player at this point. White Howard's NBA career stopped uh-huh. because because he's overseas. Mm. Now, if Anthony Davis continues on his trajectory, he has a chance to be, you know, a very good player, just in the 75th same game anniversary um, good. Not 75th anniversary good. Neither one of them are 75th anniversary good. <laughs> but, you know, big men, the The going rate on a big man in the NBA is not what it used to be, right? It's not Matumbo. It's not Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem? It's it's not Patrick Ewing. It's not Greg Ostertag. Like, Jokic is the class of NBA big men. So, you know, Anthony Davis isn't touching that. But he can still be very serviceable. To me, Jokic and Howard are more comparable because of what Jokic has been able to do on the glass and what he's been able to do down low. But if you're looking statistically, in terms of scoring, steals, blocks, Annie Davis has the numbers right now. He has the luxury of time where Dwight Howard does not. Dwight Howard, his best years are behind him. So he's not really, he's not going to put up the numbers and he's not gonna be put in a position to put up those numbers because he's not quote unquote in his prime anymore the injury bug is gonna bite Anthony Davis in the ass like it's always bitten him he is one of the best examples of potential and what could have been mm. think about I mean he's good he's just good what could have been what could have been if he stayed in New Orleans what could have been if he stayed with Chris Paul what could have been if he stayed healthy you know there's a lot of, you know, a lot of what-ifs, a lot of hypotheticals. But if somehow he's able to stop with the injuries, right, if he's somehow able to, you know, right the ship, he could be as good as Dwight Howard. So begrudgingly, because of the benefit of time, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go bullshit. But very narrow. Very, very, very narrowly. Bullshit or no shit. Number three, the Angels wish they can get a do-over at the trade deadline.
1: Oh, you know it. No <laughs> shit. This team is awful. Otani's not even going to give them a call. Their season's a wrap. And all this, and Mike Trout's coming back after being out for seven weeks. What a freaking disaster. No shit on this one
0: goodness, and then otani has been ha- continuing to have issues where he can't pitch, so that's a problem too. When your best hitter is your best pitcher, right? Otani's the triple crown leader on the... He's the triple crown leader in pitching, and he's the triple crown leader in hitting on the Angels. This is the very diff- definition of a one and everybody else. Like they accused Alex Rodriguez of being a 24-1 guy. Otani is a 25-1 guy. There's him and then there's everybody else. It's a major no-shit. Right? The guys that you brought in haven't done the job. I don't see why. I don't see why in God's name he would stay. There were 11 games back in the West they're just above the Yankees barely in the wild card <laughs> you're, you're being mentioned in the same breath as this year's Yankees, that's not good so if you were given the opportunity and Mike Trout conveniently got hurt otherwise you know what, sell them all you know, rebuild the farm system build, do, do something because what you got isn't doing anything for you you doubled down on it, and now you're paying for it. You're doubling down, you doubled down, you're paying for it, and now Otani's not coming back. He'll extend him a qualifying offer. I suppose you'll get a draft pick for him. Yay. You're gonna get something that may or may not pan out six years from now for your leader offensively and pitching. That's a major fuck up major 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 misstep. Now I have my full play to crow here like, I really thought that this would be this would be something that took it over the top. I really thought that, that this was the year they got me. they got me again but now if the, the angels knew now knew then what they knew now they wouldn't have made half of those moves. Not at all. But ifs and buts, candies and nuts, wonderful Christmas and all that, the Angels are gonna, you know, finish in fourth place and the only reason why they're gonna finish in fourth place is because they're in the same division as the A's who are actively trying to lose. So they're going to have to watch him go they're going to watch him go and be left holding the bag. And now you're going to left with you're going to be left with Trout again. And then what are you going to do with Trout? Are you going to explore trading him? Are you going to keep are you going to keep him and languish like you've been languishing? Because it's not the manager, it's not the GM, it's the players as Antonio Conte once said. What is this players? They they just aren't a good match together. And the Angels have been doing this for the better part of a decade now. They tried it with Hamilton. They tried it with Pujols. Didn't work. It's not working with Trout. It's not working with Otani. Something fundamentally has to change. And Otani walking away is probably what's going to do it. But I I guess kudos for trying. Maybe. I don't know. But
1: Are you in need of air care, maintenance, or service? I have the company for you, Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling, maintenance, and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that D&Z sent you.
0: The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. Boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time to be a legend, superstar of the week. We put up a poll on an X page at Fade Route D N Z, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and the winner of said vote gets the coveted ass trophy and a shout out on this here show. And do you know D, who took home the coveted ass trophy? No, I do not. Meet the Mets. Meet <laughs> the Mets. Step right up and beat the Mets, like apparently the Braves just did. <laughs> but that was last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees for like Superstar of the Week? B. All
1: right, first up, we've got Brian Cashman. Oh, nine straight losses. Nine. One in ten in the last eleven. <laughs> Ooh. And now you decide to bring up. Peraza Cabrera and team What a waste Brian Cashman You are my Superstar of the week Number two Steven A. Smith Going on record Saying Curry Is the best Point guard of all time I'm sorry Did you ever see John Stockton play Do you ever Do you know who Magic Johnson is The guy was so good They called him Magic And not only could he play point guard, but he played center in the championship when Kareem couldn't play and won the championship. Stephen A. Smith, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last and certainly certainly the least, the New York Jets. Deciding to start Aaron Rodgers in the last preseason game, you're just asking for a problem. You just... You know, you're risking injury and all this to get people to come to the last preseason game. New York Jets, you are my alleged superstars of the week. What do you got, Z?
0: I got two words for you. Geno Smith. Yeah. So, yeah. hopefully hope Zach Wilson's ready to play. Because last time... Mark Sanchez. Yeah, exactly. La- that's the last time we had to worry about this. They played a starter in the third quarter, and they fucked up their whole season because Rex won the Snoopy Bowl. The Snoopy Bowl. you know mark sanchez is is retired for several years now doing a great job on tv he could still be playing i like how you think he's doing a great job on tv i saw him at i saw him at and i'm like what the fuck are
1: you doing here like what we they people don't look back at the time he was there and they're like oh man those were great years (laughs)
0: <laughs> Back-to-back AFC title games—you definitely look fondly upon. He but, you know, played,
1: wow, I'm looking at—he only played there for four years.
0: He's that's four it. fucking seasons.
1: Pick number five, round
0: one. Oof, mm-hmm. oof. It was a stretch. It was a reach. Then, I mean, by his own admission, I believe he think he uh, he said that he probably shouldn't have come out. He should have listened to Pete Carroll. Ooh. So, like, you know, he has the benefit of hindsight. He has the benefit of experience on his side so good for Mark Sanchez for owning up to
1: it I liked Mark Sanchez when he was an eagle just saying
0: hmm. <laughs> the one time ah. I didn't the one time I didn't like Mark Sanchez <laughs> I liked it when he was an eagle oh, and that was hilarious flexing. oh god all right let's well, here we go for me we have a lot this week. An- another one where we might have to put multiple polls up for be- because we are running out of space. Let's start with Luis Rubiales.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's bad. Sexual assault on global television. Yep. Prisoner of the moment, yada, yada, yada. Emotions got the best of you, yada, yada, yada. You, that was atrocious. You groped and kissed a woman without her consent, it's straight-up assault. Luis Rubiales, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Wander Franco, currently on administrative leave as Major League Baseball investigates whether or not he has been having relationships with underage girls in the Dominican Republic. So it's different in the DR than it is here. Here you have the, like the Romeo and Juliet laws that pro- that provide you with some legal wiggle room if you're kind of within the age range, but in the DR, that shit don't fly. If you're under 18, you're under 18. He's 22. The girl was allegedly 14. Eesh. Do the math. Eight will get you 50. I don't care how good of a baseball player you are. can't be doing that shit. No one can be doing that shit. So we're going to be awaiting. We're, we're going to be awaiting what's coming there. And the prosecutor, the DA down there, is known for her reputation regarding child abuse cases. So expect this to be swift. Expect this to be severe. Wanda Franco, you are my alleged superstar of the week. The Washington Commanders, the commies, celebrating, knocking off the Ravens and their 24-game winning streak in the preseason like you've won the goddamn Super Bowl. (laughs) You you guys will be lucky if you get out of last place this year. So I guess maybe this is your Super Bowl. This is almost up there like when Johnny Morton told Jay Leno to kiss his ass when the Lions finally won a game. Washington Commanders, the very definition of acting like you've been there before. You are my alleged superstar of the week. Oh my God. And we're still going. The New York Knicks for hiring a guy who turned out to be a mole for the Toronto Raptors. (laughs) I could keep going. He sent video of practice, he sent practice plans, he sent game plans to the Toronto Raptors. What the fuck are you doing? The Knicks are suing him. He's lucky that's the the least they're doing. (laughs) What the hell? What in the hell? Oh, my God. The the Knicks Knicks HR. That's a problem. Uh, Knicks HR, you were my alleged star of the week. And last but not least, the fans. For going after Tommy Pham at the ballpark. And then going after... His cousin. Oh no, no, wasn't his cousin. I think it was his cousin. A family relation. He's 13 years old. He's sticking up for family. And you're threatening this kid? What is wrong with you people? If you have an issue with Tommy Pham, take it up with Tommy Pham. Don't involve his family. And oh, don't yeah, it
1: was his nephew. It was
0: his nephew. It was his nephew, not his cousin. Thank you. So Uncle Tommy's gonna stick up for his nephew. Right? He was gonna stick up for family. Don't be going after kids. I'm sorry. Like especially on social media, the keyboard warrior in us all. Right? Fans, we need to start checking ourselves. It started with Laron in Atlanta, right? and then it's continued and it's escalated we really need to have a serious come to jesus moment fans. fans in general you are my alleged superstar of the week i've said my piece you've said your piece there was a lot of Why should happen go to our x account at fade route dnz and vote and vote and vote and vote and for our nominee Just do better boys, just do better. Your favorite podcast has its own merch line now. Go to the fade store with DNZ.com today for all your fade route merch needs. I'm talking tank tops. T shirts, sweatshirts, like yoga pants, we got those too. Like some cool accessories, we got those too. And we're not done yet. We have so much more planned for you. But check out what we have today at the Fade Store with DNZ.com. That's the Fade Store with DNZ.com. Order up! We continue our division by division breakdown as we order up, order up, order up. This week, bring up the NFC South from four to one, we got mm, let
1: me get my piece of paper here. This was a fun division. All right. Starting with the basement, I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. You know what? It's just a fresh start for Bryce Young. There's a lot of young kids there, a lot of young talent. They're they're gonna they're gonna have some growing pains. I think they'll be decent, but they're they're not gonna win anything. Number three, I've got the Bucks, who just named their starter for the season will be Baker Mayfield. They've got talent, but for some reason they don't they don't gel. They don't win. I'm curious to see if Mayfield can stay the starter for the whole season. And number two, this is where it gets shaky. Well, I'm going with the Falcons. I think the Falcons are loaded offensively. Ritter is ready. B. John Robinson is going to be the next Marshall Falk. Drake London had a good season last year. Kyle Pitts has to have a good season this year. Going with the Falcons, number two. And number one, I know it's crazy for me to say this, but I think it's the Saints. I'm a believer. I think Derek Carr throws one of the best deep ball throwers in the league last year. Um, they have Mike Thomas, who appears to be healthy. Chris Olave, who should have been Rookie of the Year last year. Dennis Allen knows how to coach defense. Kamara is going to come back after four games. I think Jawan Johnson's a sleeper. So if you haven't had your fantasy draft yet, make sure you pick him up in the late rounds. But yeah, I'm all bored on the Saints.
0: What do you got, T? Interesting. Very, very interesting for the the guy who hated Derek Carr so much. I fucking much. hate that guy. <laughs> you hate him so much. I hate much. that guy. I, He's and,
1: awful. He's awful.
0: Oh my God, it's amazing to me. It's That's how bad the
1: division is.
0: The division is really horrible. But fourth place, last place, I'm going with the Bucks. As talented as they are, Baker Mayfield is still their starting quarterback. So... <laughs> As long as Baker Mayfield is there, that that ain't gonna be good. <laughs> so Rashad White is gonna have a good year. Expect some good things from the Fordham Flash. Chase Edmonds is there backing them up. So I think they're gonna have good seasons. Evans Godwin, they're gonna wish that they were elsewhere. <laughs> by probably week three, when he when they over they're overthrown by ten yards. So. It doesn't matter how good the defense is. And I think a lot of this is also the Todd Bowles effect. Like, you're trying to figure out why they don't gel. Yeah. The Todd Bowles effect. The, yeah. the, Jets, the, the Jets didn't gel on the Todd Bowles. Effect. He's just not an effective head coach. So I have the Bucks in DFL. Fourth place, but not by much. I mean, third place, but not by much. The Panthers. Yes, as talented as they, as they are, as loaded as they are. With Thielen, Sharp, Hurst, Sanders. That offensive line has been rebuilt. Still got a rookie quarterback, man. Bryce Young, as good as he is, as good as he is, expect growing pains. And then if he struggles, you have the immortal Andrew Dalton. Can't get away from this guy. Can't get away from him. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Take this to the bank. Andrew Dalton will start at least two games this year. Mm. Two. You heard it here first. At least two. If you're looking for a sleeper, you can do worse than LaVisca Chennault. That kid, he's got some talent. He couldn't unlock it with the Jaguars. Let's see if he can do it with the Panthers. But solid third place for me. Again, this is where it gets hairy. You're absolutely right. You're, you're splitting hairs really? between the Saints and the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the with the Saints at number two. The Saints at two. They have a solid defense, probably the best part of their team. Right? They have their secondary, they have Honey Badger, Lattimore, Marcus May. Marcus May's gonna have a great year. Mostly because he's not jet. So He's going to do fantastic, Demario Davis. Perfect example of a guy who excelled once he left the Jets. Cameron Jordan's there, still steady Eddie. I don't know what you're going to get from Derek Carr. Like Derek Carr is is a capable quarterback. What are you going to get? Don't know. We're going to find out. Jameis Winston's there. Is he? If he gets playing time this year, they could be all right, right? If if car gets hurt or something happens and you need to bench him in favor of Winston you're gonna hold you're gonna hold sir. you're gonna stay afloat at least until Alvin Kamara gets back and then what you do with him who knows but I don't trust Michael Thomas as far as I can throw him that leaves you with Chris you Olave. really can't throw
1: him very far with your bad hip
0: yeah I got and I got the bad hip and two bad knees I probably shouldn't be throwing anybody so Michael Michael Thomas you know no I'm not gonna be doing that but um, you're left with Trey Smith and Chris Olave. That's not enough. When Michael Thomas goes down, it's not enough. So that leaves me with number one, the Atlanta Falcons. You've got, you've got talent here. You absolutely have talent here. Wideout's a little thin. But you have your high upside guys. Arcega Whiteside, Scotty Miller. Mack Hollins, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Jonu Smith is there. You have offensive weapons. Bijan Robinson, Cordell Patterson. They, you have a legitimate running game. Tyler Algier is there. You have three guys who can perce- conceivably run this rock. Defense, they added Calais Campbell to go with Grady Jarrett. They added Jesse Bates. From Cincinnati. Jeff Okuda's there. Like, there's, you have pieces. Can it come together? But it boils down to quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Again, I got this feeling. I just call it gut, intuition, whatever you want to call it. Taylor Heineke is going to be the starting quarterback for the majority of this season. And Taylor Heineke is going to take them to the promised land, which is the playoffs. Bet on that. Taylor Heineke will have a major impact on this division in favor of the Atlanta Falcons.
1: This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday nights on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay fade, everyone. Time for us to run the goal Rap. We'll talk to you next
0: week.